3: Welcome to Goodison Park, where Everton have avoided, yet again, the unthinkable. Everton won, Bournemouth nil. The tap-in of a game to keep us up is one that we somehow managed to take hold of. Um, certainly didn't feel like it was going to happen, uh, getting towards the hour mark. and An unlikely source if we're going to go back to December and January in a man who we all thought was destined to leave this football club in Abdoulaye Dekore. Um He's been massive today massive at Brighton, massive in recent weeks and him and a few others have managed to keep this for long spells hopeless team in this league that we so belong to be in um, an altogether different atmosphere at the end of the game today we're just as we talk coming towards the end of a, a small scale pitch invasion um, I think the, the more subdued atmosphere inside the ground right now is is brought about by sheer intolerance for this situation that we've somehow managed to find ourselves back in Uh, chance of sack the board after the game Uh, obviously jubilation in the fact that we managed to stay up Um, but to go back 12 months we have exactly the same feelings now in that this simply should not be happening this situation should not be happening to a football club like Everton Um, we we appreciate the the faults that, that this football team has but serious serious change and serious improvement needs to happen inside this football club in the coming months otherwise we are slowly sleepwalking to a, a far darker day than the one we've experienced today and a great performance i think it, it was exactly the performance that we needed exactly the last 20 minutes that we needed i think so often we've we've criticized this football team for not knowing how to to use their heads and close our games and and it's something that we've done remarkably well today. Uh, I think the ball must have been in play for about seven minutes of the final 30. Uh, but it's exactly what we needed. The, the collective anger and aggression that Goodison Park is, is so capable of generating served us so well today. Uh, but I think we, we all collectively agree that this is, this is something that never should have happened today after last season. It should never happen again. Uh, and, and as much as we don't carry a a feeling of expectation and and, you know we we, we appreciate again the the faults that this football team has and we we simply cannot come here again Um, and you know so much of the football club and I include pretty much every individual player needs serious, serious improvements in the summer and we hope we hope the changes will will affect this team positively on every level Everton are going to be a Premier
1: League team again next season. Um, Fucking hell. Um, I wasn't there today. I was in the office. So I'm just going to hand over to the lads. Keith Tomlin on my right. Um, What was that like to go through?
2: That was a two-hour-long panic attack at the end of a week of absolute misery. That someone's trying to drive down Hackens Hay in a red car, and they're getting absolute pelters deservedly. Um, we, do you know what? If we if we take that to a football game outside of the context of everything that's going on,
4: we, I
1: wish this was an old uh, video. Marcus. <laughs> uh, do you want to if, yeah,
4: if you
2: take that. If you you take it to the context of a football game outside of everything else, Everton actually played really well today. I think they controlled the game. They controlled possession. They were... I mean, Bournemouth came forward a few times, but we never really looked in too much danger apart from, obviously, Yeri Mina's colossal block towards the end of the first half and Pickford's save in the second half towards the end when it was one nil that kept us in front other than that i think everyone were very good today like collectively as a team they from one to eleven they played very well they controlled the tempo of the game It's play-
1: extremely reasoned by the way and measured and analytical thinker.
2: it is because i'm only on about my seventh pint <laughs> if you caught me in about an hour it would have been a lot different and the, the language would have been terrible but I think um, this guy. The, the, there we go. He's um, he's gone. So uh, genuine. Yeah, I think I think we were the better side. The more you could tell, Bournemouth were on the beach. They didn't really. Apart from the last ten minutes, when he called ten minutes of injury time, Bournemouth were playing like it was a World Cup final. And honestly, I thought my heart was going to like shoot straight out <laughs> of my chest. Other than that, I, t- I don't think there was any real too-, too many worries. Do you want to get a little bit of crowd noise in the background? Everyone's I mean, having a lovely yeah. little sing-song. Because, like, th-
3: this is going to make my in-stadia intro sound very, very subdued, but <laughs> I promise you it really wasn't like this in the ground, was it? And I think that's the the, like the... the shock for me today is, I mean, firstly that Everton won a football match, but also the fact that as, as soon as that final whistle went in, as soon as kind of the pitch cleared and stuff... It it was very, very different to so last year. I thought yeah. very, very I, different. I, I'm in this bit now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, in the ground, there was a, you know, how how many people have we joked about outside the pub here saying the words, this can never happen again and, yes. and, and never again next year. And it's because we, we sat in exactly the same position mm-hmm. last year and said those words. But it, it, it really does feel like the, the tolerance for this sort of, nonsense is gone now, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And sadly, you know, it it, it annoys the fuck out of me when people from outside of Everton say, well... You tell me who's to blame? Who's to blame for all this? And honestly, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say there isn't a person employed by Everton Football Club who I would retain at this point. You, you look around at every single position. You'd be nice to Jordan Pickford. <laughs> forget it. Do you know what? He's, 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 My hero and saviour. He's a he's a he's a great. He's probably been Everton's best player this year, but he is ultimately part of a failing football team on a consistent basis. Now, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not we're not pointing individual fingers here, but. What I'm trying to transcend is that wholesale changes are needed at pretty much every level. You know, we've got footballers today who are getting linked with multi-million pound moves. Um, you know, again, we don't have to name and shame them, but there's no one here who symbolises Football greatness, and I'm not saying that we're entitled to that as Everton fans, but we we absolutely do not deserve this. Um, you know, the, 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 the ticking time bomb of relegation it it's it's, it's palpable, isn't it? We, we we all know that unless there is enormous change within this football club, it's coming. And I appreciate that this probably isn't the moment for this this big scale in depth pod, uh, podcast about you know the. The problems that exist within Everton football club because we'd need a good four hours for it, but uh, you know th- there isn't there is a more obvious sense of relief than joy this year. I would say, um, yeah. but it, it, it certainly feels more like one we've gotten away with because we've been so consistently bad this season, <laughs> as opposed to just. Snatching it at the death last year, there, there, there is a,
4: you know, we are
3: we are consistently bad, uh, and I think that that's been the, the major disappointment for me. And I, I I can't even predict what happens next for Everton because all, all of the things I want to happen, I, I bored myself with all of this narrative last season, and, and nothing really changed.
2: Well, I don't I don't know about you, but last year, after the Palace game. I stayed behind. I didn't go on the pitch because I'm a grown man and, you know. um, I stayed behind, gave them a bit of a clap. They they fought and worked and dug themselves out of a hole last year. This year, it feels like genuinely, we stayed up this season because other teams were worse than us. Not because we deserve to stay up through our own hard work.
5: Leicester
2: and Leeds. Have over the last two months imploded, which has given Everton a door and they've climbed through it. So I'd rather, like, as soon as that final whistle went today, I got off. I didn't want any part of it. Like, um, I wanted to come back here and spend the time with the people that actually deserve to enjoy today. The ones that have been through it week in, week out, every week this season. Newcastle at home, Brighton at home, those sort of games. Where we got absolutely leathered and the club showed us nothing, and yet we still turned up for them.
4: Matt, what overall thoughts? Can someone
1: just tell me. Can <laughs> just, can someone just talk about how boss
4: the Corey's goal was for a bit. Well, yeah, it was boss. But <laughs> I just I just preface what I say with two words: not dead. He, do
3: you know what?
4: Um, it was not dead yet. Now it's not dead.
3: On the Corey. Is that- It is mad to think how massive he's been in the last five months And Lampard
4: wanted him gone He he, he he was
3: at any price he could only have been a matter of hours from a transfer to yeah. Fulham, was yeah, yeah, yeah. it? Um, and the
4: speed at which he came back and became an integral yeah, player.
3: And it's not it was about thirty-five minutes. It's a, it's a fantastic strike today. I, you know, I, I've seen that lad smash those into row double P in the park <laughs> end. So how he managed to control it, I've no idea. But he was enormous for us for probably the entire back half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brighton comes to mind. Notts Forest comes to mind. You know, we 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 essentially. Marshall? Absolutely, we 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 changed our style of play because we realised that he was actually quite a good footballer and quite useful for us. And he's obviously adopted this role in between, you know, whatever lacklustre striker we've played and the other seven centre midfielders that usually play for Everton. Um, But I think the the enormity and the moment belonged to him. I think it's fitting that he was probably the arguably the man of the match i thought james garner had a really good Jerry game in a position that obviously was totally unfamiliar to him but um but he was like a Woby at the back of
4: the last season yeah absolutely any, yeah.
2: any other day james garner would have been hands down man of the match yeah. today
4: yeah.
2: he was he was phenomenal i don't they didn't get a sniff down that left-hand side the whole game and for a player who's a center midfielder Playing as a right wing back, he gave us an outlet going forward, and defensively, he was absolutely superb. And he was, he was uh, a, a wild boyland appears. <laughs> a wild boyland is approaching across the car park. I think, him, like been I balling, think isn't he? we might <laughs> <Get the> even <laughs> We might even
6: get him on the podcast the, here. Uh, I mean, um,
1: let, let's go to Dave first. How do you
6: feel after that? Uh, yeah, you, you thought he was there, mate, but the, the longer i start thinking about this after everyone's at the bevy and all that, it's like. And I think everyone will start saying it just can't happen again. And look, don't want to put a damn on this because, like I said, the, that word euphoria yeah. about us staying up here. Got the athletics best, just strolling past <laughs> us here like you can talk in a minute. Um, what Keith was saying there about James Gardner, um, being able to, like, the, the trust you put in somebody to play that sort of position, particularly when we're playing uh, centre-backs, three centre-backs there, which I've not ever rated for us playing in that sort of way. To put him there, a right wing back. I looked, I looked at the lineup, said, "What the fuck's he doing here? Has Dice been having a bevvy before he picked this team? <laughs> you see that, and then you see McNeil doing what he was doing and all that. And do you know where it's really frustrating is seeing a team that can perform like that? You do that, I don't know. Pick your name of weeks ago, you start playing like that. You're nowhere near in this position, and that's what is frustrating about it. But yeah, I, I thought with um, with Bournemouth as well. Again, like I think Keith stole my line there when he started playing like they were in the World Cup final. Yeah. That felt like that from the start. Every single time they get the ball, fucking Solanke, who, who the shite fucked off to them, he started knocking it round like he was fucking that Nunes that they've got or something like that. It was um,
1: basically every time they crossed the halfway line, wasn't it? It was like oh god, here we go, they're yeah. gonna
6: score. The other one I think don't be mentioned enough is being Garnet as well. I think he's been shite all season. Today he stepped up thought he was fine I thought he was disciplined in where he played Onana oh, um, took his head went a few times think he was lucky not to get a yellow card um, yeah I mean and I, I think what, what most what most of the lads have echoed there matters is, uh, is, the, is the Corey getting the Corey staying at the club exactly what Mo said there was incredible the, the fact that he can go from basically leaving the club probably the next day to putting in what he actually was today which was absolutely fantastic and yeah, I mean, you look at this now, and, and the first thing I put on Twitter after it, Matt, was you, you've got to start looking at next season now.
4: Um, no, do we have to?
6: No, We don't, know. <laughs> I'm not talking about us, although, although me and you might too, Matt. But yeah, the club itself, mate, the fact that we're in the... And it, and it is that fucking... How we all feel now, the relief and happiness, and everyone's having a laugh and listening to all the great music and all that. It's just shit, that it's because we've... Battle to stay up, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I, I am putting a massive down on everyone here, like, but fuck for, for the, it's, a, it's a conversation for the future, isn't it? But you look at the sides that went down, I can't believe Leicester have gone down. Leeds was sort of thinking it because they've had about nine managers this season. Um fat Leicester went was mad and um, 36 points to stay up. <laughs> Don't know why we've done that either. So look, count yourselves lucky once again. Probably luckier than last season. This can't do it for a third time because it's just not going to happen
4: if you keep doing this leicester for me is probably the best squad to go down on Correct. paper since leeds yep. that time yeah like Absolutely. it's it's crazy the plays they've got their
1: first goal today was like a brilliant move like yeah.
6: attack like, in, yeah. like intricate Shit defending,
4: i would say but you know
6: go and take half of their players. don't
4: but, know but yeah honestly if they're best 11 versus our best 11 you're talking maybe pickford and the might get in yeah like well, that's, that's it point, that that's it and it's that's it's, an it's i said it outside of um Outside of the, it was Leicester actually. Yeah? yeah, speak to Phil Hay from the Athletic, and I said it'll be a robbery if we stay up, and we've just done the heights of the century there. We really have. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, what can you say? I said to one of the regulars there, we stayed up by the skin of our teeth. Is it anything to celebrate? Well, seventeen teams avoid relegation. We just did it last.
0: That's the. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We go from 8
4: to 17. We've all done the same thing. We just waited till the last day to do it. The last half of the last game. So everything gets reset now to zero. Yeah, Allardyce
6: was fucked off as well. That's boss, isn't it? The fact um, Second
4: relegation in a row for them. Yeah.
6: I mean, you're talking reference tonight to like being happy about it no, and all that. It's like we, we come to the best place in town as well, don't
1: we? If we can about, do about this. That.
4: We may exactly, as well pack no, up for four. I mean,
1: You know, you don't want to revel in teams getting relegated, but a team that's saying about poverty and about certain politics every time they come to Goodison Park. Les Roberts is here to take over from me there with that. Sorry, I
7: I, I just think, right, we've, we've lost Leicester, but we've inherited Luton. Now I, I'm I am oh. I, I am convinced that next when Luton come to Gullison next season we're going to be like those Leicester lads were all right actually weren't because I think they're going to be horrific. Every,
4: every one of their games is going to be like a top category game. Here, right yeah, right now every um, single one of, bit of, bit of them. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just I just echo what Matt said there.
7: It's like it, it's no celebratory mood, but you've got to enjoy this because it's the best we've got. It's like you know we we've stayed off we after 60 minutes it wasn't looking very likely Leicester were 2-0 up I didn't think there was a goal in that game at all mm-hmm. uh, but now Abdullah de as as wrote his name did they go 2-0 up after we went 1-0 up? Oh, I yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. either way they were, they were winning so yeah. as soon as they were winning against West Ham we had to win that game
8: yeah.
7: and and we did I, I, I didn't think there was a goal in that team and there probably wasn't it just happened to be that fucking wonder strike from DeCore, which now goes in the annals of history with Gareth Farley and Barry Horne. That, that's Barry oh! that, that is like <laughs>
4: <laughs> that,
7: is, that is like three last day relegation escapes and three absolute worldy goals to do it for us. So, you know, it's you could say you could say Dice got it right today because he he set that team up to not lose and nick a goal and we did. it's not cause for celebration but it's all we've got at the minute so we've just got to like enjoy this moment because we have stayed up and it's it's nice that we've stayed up it's good that we've stayed up because going down would have been unthinkable we all know that and it's just I know we say never again but fucking hell there needs to be some change at that club now um, no footy, no Everton for two and
1: a half months either, which is, is going to be amazing. Laura, I just want to just say, like, on Friday you got a, a birthday present. It was James <laughs> it was James Tarkovsky, pillow, with his face on, with him uh, in in the nude, you could say as well. And I said to you, didn't I, if he makes a mistake,
5: I was fe- no, if he makes a mistake on Sunday,
1: oh I'm getting my that God. pillow and burning it. So I don't know what went through your head when he played that horrendous pass at the, uh, at the end of the first half. Oh,
5: I was literally just saying to Moes then that there are three points that I remember from the game today. The goal, Tarki's mistake and Jordan Pickford and and Solanke that whole like whatever the fuck went on there but honestly like I just thought I I had visions of me fully going home and just been in that cushion (laughs) but now do you know what though apart from that mistake I think he had a good game Um, and I think as well I don't know whatever everyone else has said, but J- James Garner, he had a fantastic game there, as we're now calling him Jimmy Bidston, or G- <laughs> Jimmy Berko or Jimmy Bidston Jimmy Bidston, any of the names along the Wirral line, that is his new nickname but yeah, Tarky, Tarky I could have killed him, genuinely could have, I was like, this can't happen, because I know that I'm going to go back to the pub to a million people wanting to, wanting to kill me, wanting to kill me like blaming me for it, which obviously it's not my fault, but with fine. What, what was it
1: like I mean what was it like in the ground when Leicester went 1-0 like was
5: it,
1: oh, did, the, it was, did the mood stay with the players some, and positive or was it like because on Sky they were sort of saying like it went deathly silent when that news came through
2: it wasn't like so it was just before half time and you could tell the whole ground was nervous and there was a good atmosphere today but you could tell everyone was nervous and I think it just sort of went everyone took a little minute when, went right okay fair enough but Everton had a few chances just before the end of the first half some great saves there Keith. Um, yeah. oh I thought we were having another Sebastian Friday. day
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. honestly well, but I mean going into half time the players got a good round of applause and coming back out at the start of the second half the energy was back it was a positive energy it was, it was pushing them forwards rather than getting on the backs and Yes there were mistakes today there were a, a few misplaced passes there were a couple of poor crosses and whatnot but nobody really got on to them everyone just went right okay let's go again let's let's get the ball back recycle and try again and it's genuinely like as good a goodison crowd as I've ever heard it was even when I've watched we say successful decent everton teams The atmosphere today was up there with them. It was a good, it was a positive atmosphere the whole way through. Everyone was behind them. Everyone was pushing them forwards. And I think the players did respond to that as well. I think you could see as well, there was a moment where Dwight McNeil came from left-back to chase their right-winger, then the right-back, then the keeper, then the left-back. It was like a 70-odd-meter sprint, and... The crowd react to that, the crowd respond
6: to that sort of thing. And that's what we needed today. That, that was really funny, that what you mentioned about that move that he did. Because they had no chance of winning the ball. It was almost like he was just running. He was just running around the pitch just to get the fans up. Any he? he never got within twenty yards of the ball at any
2: point, but he was running really fast. It's
5: that effort, isn't it, that you want to see from the team, like you're you're literally fighting. But I think for me, like I had a different experience with the whole Leicester and Leeds score, where I had signal and also I sit right behind the media. So people would tap me on the shoulder go, Laura, Laura, what's the update? What's the better? I'm going, I actually don't know at this point because he's changed his laptop screen to do some typing. But I had um, a couple of journalists turning around saying different things and it was, do you know what? I don't even know if it was a good thing or a bad thing because it just, my anxiety just kept going through the roof every time. Someone was telling me something else and I'm like, just,
1: there was We've got a moment to at Leicester where someone had obviously told them that Bournemouth had equalised and all their fans were going mad oh thinking that uh, thinking that they were staying up as a result That, is, that,
5: that yeah. actually made my day better yeah. yeah. Tell you what,
2: get videos of that on yeah, the socials right now <laughs> yeah. Just a quick word on them Bournemouth fans they are horrible and they <laughs> Couldn't sell their allocation for the last game of the season Just let, we'll, we'll just let Hackens Hay take over
5: No
3: we spend our dollars. We are expected wherever
5: we may go. All marching down the
2: old Central Road. All the
1: windows open wide. Uh, we'll start to wrap this up now. Uh, les, ten minutes of injury time.
6: Outrageous! It was like no, it was outrageous. <laughs> I, I was expecting longer to get through no, with I, the
7: Pickford thing. I thought, and then me and him getting old. All- well, with with that, I thought the last time our keeper went down injured and loads of injury time was added on. Mane scored a winner in ninety-six minutes. I was getting full on Stecklenberg vibes there. Uh, yeah, it was not happy with that. Can I just give a shout out to James Garner, who is the right back that Tom Davis could not been? Think, I think everybody's give a shout-out to him. He's yeah, been, he's yeah. been f- Birkenhead Garner. He's the man, honestly. Uh, Tom Sh- Davis had I- the shave as well, lad. Did you know, just a he? Proper clean shave, look twelve. Honestly, James honestly. Garner's had
2: more shout-outs than a David Getter concert here. <laughs> this is incredible. Every single
5: person has said, oh,
2: quick shout-out for James Garner. This is what happens in the pods. Like Everyone's just
5: stood everywhere. Like, yeah. No
1: one hears what everybody else is saying.
5: Get Jimmy Garner to the pub. We'll get him Jimmy, a bevy. Get
2: Jimmy Bidston to the pub and he'll get a bevy. Did you
5: see the, you see the Mina
6: thing, though? When uh, that, that happened on the, on the, the line in fucking Sri Lanka, he went down. Just was kicking off on Pickford. They had a square up and Mina goes to him, grabs his neck and almost looks like he's about to bite his neck and he, like, he just stops in enough time before he probably puts his teeth into him and I'm thinking, he's getting a red card here Did you
2: see the other uh, the other Mina one for me like obviously the block was massive he's had a 12 out of 10 game today he was a colossus but the biggest one for me that got the biggest cheer from me was a corner, there was about 85 minutes gone it was a corner or a cross Pickford caught it Mina climbed on his back and made him lie down on the ground. Absolutely brilliant, and obviously he's given he's given him a great big neck in the tunnel on the way back. Yeri Mina for me, you know his faults. You know his like, he's made of biscuits. He's not going to play you 38 games a season. But the reason, one of the big reasons we've stayed up this season, like we mentioned earlier, was Dakuri. Mina's another. Since Mina's come back in, that defence looks competent. It looks like a solid defence, a well-organised unit. And again today, he was absolutely massive. Everything that came forward, he was the first one out of the line to win a header or win a tackle. He was chasing wingers down and everything. He was, he was sensational today. And obviously, he's going to move on after the season. We know he's going to move on. But God bless him. I love the man. And I hope he has nothing but happy things in his life.
5: This, Jeremy, you know,
0: shout out to Rob Vera for that <laughs> one. Rob Vera
3: will
5: be on his way know. I think just, you know, one, what, one
3: okay. of the best things that happened to Everton in the latter part of the season was Michael Keane getting fucking legged by Newcastle. At <laughs> because, as Keith said, without Yerimina Mina coming back into this side in the last few weeks, and you know, none of us are standing here waving the Colombian flag for Four more years, apart from Rob. Um, <laughs> but I think you know. It, it, it's also uh, a healthy way of thinking to say you were you were so good and so applicable for this particular tiny segment of our history but let's all let's all move on and you know obviously Yerry is going to do that and I think you know a lot of players are going to be of a similar ilk but um, I think it, it would be remissible to move on without giving a small nod to James Garner um,
2: <laughs> James Garner a hell of a guy uh,
3: Paddy,
1: Paddy, we're going to finish now, but you're going to get the, the final word. Put in,
3: word. Say
2: it. Say it. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, everybody, everybody on the podcast has said I want to give a shout out to James Garner. So, do you want to give a shout out to James oh, Garner?
8: I genuinely would give. I did him a piece that I've just filed as well. I, g- I gave, a, gave an athletic shout out to James Garner. Thought he was great. Um, obviously, a tough day, really tense, but uh, they just about got over the line in kind of typical Everton fashion. So. Uh, great afternoon in the end, and a, an unbelievable goal yeah. to uh, to keep them up. Do the right, the kind of symbolic of the improvement under Frank uh, between Frank Lampard and Sean Dyche.
6: The one thing I want to say, we have no one's mentioned his name is Cody. Though Cody come in, it was proper professional performance, that. His interview at the end of it as well was absolutely spot on. Comes in as a, a proper leader, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and the thing was he hasn't been played. The thing he fought Dice with a lot of it was not getting meaner in but also probably not putting him in a little bit more as well, because he's only played yeah. like two games or something, hasn't he, on the dice? come like, like, on off the bench or something. I thought that block from Jerry Mina
8: is probably the yeah, pivotal yeah, point yeah, in the yeah, whole yeah. game. The one from Solanke, look for all the world, that was going to be 1-0 Bournemouth. I just don't see Everton scoring two in that game that, that, and coming a, back no. to win it that from there.
3: A, so that's the, the key moment in the match for me. That's a really mental piece of football from James Tarkovsky that led to that. How how in a in a game of that magnitude you make decisions to, to dally on the ball I, I have no idea but um you know an, another man who did that early in the season and has probably been mentioned by seven of you is Idrissa Gay. Um, i think he just he just carried the entire team today he was unbelievable and he even got in his token Spooning shot when it went through on goal, which, which obviously was there just to be slid into the back of the net, and yeah, it was a good tip over the bar, um, but I thought I thought he was massive in the middle of the park i 'm um, just so so tired of the, the entire season. Uh, we said outside the game before that I think last last year we got back into Liverpool with that sense of euphoria. Yeah. We all got back in the denby castle and said i don 't know when i 'm going to sleep next. I think if you banged a load of tents out now we'd all be gone because (laughs) this entire season has just been the most draining experience in a a, a lifetime of people standing (laughs) around here that have never witnessed any form of joy from a football team but to take us to this brink of of misery is something else but um, never again at least (laughs) Uh, We will wrap up now with Ed McCosh Ed, how, how did you find that
8: mate? I don't know if anyone's mentioned it yet, but a shout out to James Garner. I thought he was really good. Has anyone anyone covered that? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, I'm not really sure how to feel. I I think everyone's entitled to celebrate, to feel relief. You you don't have to be performative and, and immediately get after what needs to change. But once the dust has settled, obviously, a lot needs to change because I'm, for one, sick of... All the different mentions, all the different stories, saying this is our worst points record, worst scoring record, etc., etc. Uh, enough of us being the worst. There it's are going enough to be lows. More than just this, hasn't there? It? Just like is. scrambling to safety yeah. and like this existential dread that we've all had now for probably the best
6: part, yeah. of twenty-four months. There has to be more than something. It's like having a day of Christmas, and that's it, isn't it? everyone's yeah. pissed
5: off cause it's a day after yeah, Christmas? The, the worry is for me, like there's only so much you can keep circling the drain yeah. before it just you, you go down in you know? it. Yeah. we can't keep doing that. It has to be accepted
8: now that changes need to be sweeping. Uh, From the top to the bottom, all the way through, we we need to completely correct the way we're doing things and correct course, because otherwise, we're going to be exactly here again next year, maybe not so happy, maybe not singing and chanting. Uh, And I've personally had enough of it. Uh, So it's a huge summer. It's a huge year in general. We've got to work out who we can trust and who we can't. I really don't begrudge the decision makers, uh, but it's going to be another roller coaster for us, and hopefully... It's a lot calmer than this one. Yeah, uh, We'll leave it there because it
1: the seems it's going to absolutely piss down any second outside of here. Um, but yeah, that's it. Everton is safe. Enjoy your summer. Thanks for sticking with us for the course of the season. Cheers again to the Denby Castle as well. They've been amazing with us all year. Uh, the absolute best boozer in town for Blues. Win, lose, or draw. Always rammed, always singing. Great people. Uh, they have been amazing. There's our sponsors this year. So do check them out in the summer or next season. When Everton are back as a Premier League team again, it feels great to say. Off the toffees! We'll speak to you soon.
5: Sports social podcast network.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office.